All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Two Minute Drill brought to you by Deep Dive Sports. I'm your host, Brian, today. I'm joined by my friends, uh, David and Dom. How's everybody doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. I'm enjoying a very, very hot summer so far. Very hot. <laughs> and I'm doing pretty fantastic myself. All right, glad to hear it. So on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the drama that's been going on with uh, Dan Snyder. A little bit of a checkup on uh, the contracts for uh, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. We're going to be taking a step into possible expansion NFL teams. What if we were the owners of them? And we'll finish up with our predictions for the NFC North. So we'll get started on a little bit more of a serious topic with Dan Snyder. Uh, For you guys that don't know, he's basically been in the news a decent bit because uh, he's in trouble with the Congress. Uh, basically, the uh, House Oversight Committee is looking to question him a little bit because basically claims for harassment and financial and basically he's messing with the finances a little bit. Basically, in 2020, I think it was, he uh, was had uh, 40 women, some cheerleaders, some work in the office claiming that there was uh, sexual harassment in the commander's headquarters some of it was against uh, dan snyder others was against you know other executives and then uh, last year it came out that he was ex- there was suspicion that he was under reporting ticket sales which if he was that would have meant that he would have been paying a smaller share into the nfl visiting team fund so i just want to get your guys opinion on what's going on with him do you think this could be his last year as the owner of the commanders which if that is the case, uh, basically the NFL owners would have to come together and get a vote of 24 owners to force him to sell the team. And then do you think he's either the worst owner slash the most unpopular owner in recent memory? So we'll go ahead and start with David. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know if this will be his last season as the owner. While, don't get me wrong, I think that because of his behavior, it should definitely be his last season. Just like morals and stuff like that it should there's reason for it to be his last whether or not it actually happens I have no idea the reason I have my doubts is because who would be willing to kind of like buy the team with such I don't want to say extreme issues but with some bad PR to it that they would really need to like out of the gate like fix like make sure everything's going good everything's going smoothly everyone's happy off the right off the gate. So that would be my biggest issue with someone buying the team. And then as a result of not only his behavior, but also the kind of like the bad PR nightmare he created for like a possible new owner. I think that he will be known as one of the worst owners, at least in recent memory, just for being a bad, like human being just in general. So that's what I have for this, at, at least. I like it. Very blunt right there, Viz. I got to agree with that. Um, how are you feeling about it, Tom? I mean, I, I agree for the most part. I think he's clearly the worst and most unpopular owner in probably all of sports at this point. It seems like he's just camping out. I think he's in the UK at this point, just avoiding Congress. <laughs> he's only going to come testify to Congress if they go and drag him back to Congress. So I... I don't know. And and honestly, I have no faith in the NFL and how the owners operate 
and run this league. As long as the NFL is making money, they they have shown that they don't really care what you do and how bad you make the NFL look. As long as that money keeps printing, they really don't care what you do. So should it be his last year? Yeah, but I doubt that it will be. And if there is a new owner, it it gives you know the fan base and the organization a fresh start. You know all the all the crap that's been going on the last couple of years. That's going to be the Dan Snyder year when there's a new owner breathes new life into an organization that all that stuff was in the past, different ownership group. As soon as new ownership group takes over, it's like a completely different organization. So I would like to see a new owner, but until I see it happen, I don't believe it will. I would, I'd like to think that this would be his last year. I do consider the NFL kind of like the mafia where, you know, they'll let a lot of stuff go, but as soon as you start messing with money under reporting funds and stuff, in a lot of trouble so i think that's if anything that would be the thing that would get him into the most trouble with actual nfl owners and everything but yeah oh and if he ever does testify in front of congress they're gonna get him for fraud so i don't think i don't think they want a felon owning an organization but that's very true right now we're gonna move on to the next topic which is uh lamar jackson and kyla murray they're both expected to get new con like contract extensions and so far there hasn't been any real word on it so uh what do you guys think about that uh we'll start with dom kind of surprising that um lamar doesn't have a contract yet i still understand why the ravens may be a little bit hesitant to give him a long-term deal just because you know he has been a little inconsistent especially with throwing the football you know he's obviously out of the 2018 quarterbacks or the 2018 rookie quarterback class he's definitely the second best out of the bunch and Josh Allen's already got his contract, but Lamar has an MVP and Josh Allen doesn't. So I think he deserves to get paid. Maybe not as much as Lamar Jackson wants to get paid, but I do think that he deserves a contract. And I think they're just waiting on, you know, one side to budge and, you know, the Ravens to either increase what they're offering or Lamar to kind of cut back on what he's asking for. But I understand the hesitancy. Same with uh, Kyler Murray. He's been getting better every year, but I don't know. He's a good quarterback, but I don't know. I would be hesitant to give him a contract, one, because of his size and the way that he plays the game. I don't want to give seven, eight-year contract to a dude that may not be in the league in a couple years because of how he plays. It's a high risk of injury. I don't know. I, I, I think both guys will get a contract, but I understand why they haven't got one yet. What's your uh, take on it, David? I think that they would get one within the next year or so. Uh, for Kyler Murray, I don't know because mainly because of his like recent behavior, especially how, how he took the playoff loss and something that we both we all kind of like commonly agreed on that part of that blame for the loss had to be put on him because he's the quarterback and he didn't exactly come through. And so I get the kind of like the the risk that Dom was mentioning with Kyler. But at the same time, you got to take that risk and reward how you really take it. Because at the end of the day, you've got other positions that can get really hurt and you're still willing to give them like extended contracts. So I think that it really comes down to play the players around him that determines the length of the contract and how much. And for Lamar Jackson, I really don't understand why he doesn't have one yet because outside of Josh Allen, he's been the most consistent 
like really good player from the quarterback of 2018. The biggest risk I can see happening for that is he's also a mobile quarterback. So that would probably be the only hesitancy I would have. But for me, that's just how he plays. And that's how my offense is currently set up. I would give him any amount in pretty much any length of contract that he wants or come close to it just because of how my offense is structured right now. All right. I got to agree with that. I mean, I think with Lamar, it's really just coming down to money. I think Lamar's wants to get paid and I think he does deserve this. He's played great, but I think him and the team are just kind of butting heads on the final dollar amount and everything. In terms of Kyler, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals really want to see how he plays this year before setting anything in stone because I mean, last year during the playoffs, we did kind of see him fall apart. He really struggled. And to be honest, he really struggled all of second half of last year. So I think they kind of want to see him be able to get into those high uh, tension situations later season games when it's really important to make big plays and be able to do something before they offer him a lot of money. But now for a little bit more of a fun topic, we're going to be stepping into the owner's seat of some uh, expansion teams. So, guys, I asked you guys to uh, basically pick a city that you think would be a fun place for an expansion team. What's your team going to be called? What's your colors and your logo? And then tell me what type of uh, what kind of players are you going to be looking for in a possible expansion draft? We'll start with David. All right. I'll give you a brief idea. So I'm going to go put a team back in St. Louis because I think that their fan base is looking to have a team back. I think they're still very salty with the fact that the Rams even left for LA being that there's already another team in LA. So for me, I kind of went with kind of like the tornado alley uh, reference being the team kind of like the St. Louis tornadoes being that like Missouri and that uh, St. Louis is in that kind of like tornado alley area. And for me, I was going to go kind of like gray, black, and white, or gray, black, and white, and maybe blue, throwing a little blue in there. And then for me, I, I just kind of put down kind of like the leaders of the team that I would get, because let's be honest, you're probably not going to get the greatest players out of an expansion draft. Like, this isn't going to be, like, the Las Vegas Golden Knights of the NFL here, where they, can, <laughs> where they can get some of the best players and go to the Stanley Cup final in the, their first season. So I would probably be looking at either Chad Haney or Jacoby Brissett as kind of like being the first quarterback of the team. And so that was kind of like my logic, at least. Probably had, like, a transition quarterback, at least to get to the – the very first draft and then get the quarterback of the future and then have them train that person. At least that was the logic that I had. So yeah, it makes sense. All right. So I went with San Antonio. We'll give Texas a third team. I picked San Antonio because they only really have one other major sports team and that's the Spurs. And so basically they've shown to have a really big football market. And I mean, Texas is a mass is the biggest state. So I think it'd be great to have a third team there. Mm -hmm. I went with Rattlers because apparently there's another team there called the Scorpions, and that was already taken, and I'm a little salty about it, but we'll move on <laughs> from that. Team callers, I kind of want to stick with, you know, what the Spurs were going for for a while, which was a wet uh, 
white, black, and silver, I think would be kind of cool with the like rattlesnake rattle logo on it. And then for my players, I was thinking about there's only one man I want to lead this team. His name is Gardner Minshew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I Uncle am going Rico to make him every NFL team. I will make that bastard grow the mullet back. That will be in the <laughs> On top of that, I was saying about going for uh guys like you know. Dernis Johnson for the Browns, who, you know, the Browns have plenty of depth at running back, so they won't be able to protect all of their really good players. And, I mean, he's proven that he's pretty undervalued. Mm. Especially if you give him, like, a solid, like, uh, offensive line to run behind. Exactly. And they were right that, uh, you know, the NFL, it really is just kind of taking the pick of what's left after teams protect their best players. So, I mean, just fill in the spots that I can probably get some older players that, you know, have plenty of experience just till we get to the next year's draft. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, if I went through like this entire like expansion draft thing, I'd probably start with like an offensive line because when you think about it, yes, the quarterback is obviously the leader. He he's the guy that he's the go-to guy that almost everyone goes to. However, you often have to put blame on like the offensive line and their capabilities and how they're able to do stuff because without a good offensive line or even a decent offensive line, then a quarterback or a running back can't do their jobs. Yeah. And I got to agree because I mean, some quarterbacks can really still play great without a good offensive line. I mean, Joe Burrow showed us that last year, but we're not talking about Joe Burrow with an expansion draft is let's just face it. You're not getting that caliber of player. And I love Gardner Minshew, but he's not that caliber of player. No, he can be, he can be. And I have faith that he'll get there with his mullet back. <laughs> right. The mullet mustache. Oh yeah. Can't forget the mustache. It's cool. <laughs> All right. You got anything dumb? Oh yeah. All right. Let's hear it. So if I was, uh, Lord of the NFL and can place teams wherever I wanted to. I would put a team back in a city where a team should have never left. And I would put a team back in San Diego because the Chargers should have never left in the first place. Since the LA Chargers will probably not give up their name and colors. I don't know, something like the the Gladiators or something I think would be a good name for a football team. Sounds tough. Sounds like a football team. Yeah. Colors. Maybe a little bit similar to the commander's colors, kind of going for the the Roman theme that kind of Rome's colors. You know, maybe not try to copy them too much, change the colors up a little bit. In in terms of players, I would try to get a mix of you know young players and vets because um, you don't want a team of all just young players because you need some vets in that locker room to kind of give some leadership. I would I would try to get I'm trying to think of like a good quarterback to maybe not so much play but kind of just be that locker room presence. Maybe a guy like Cam Newton or, you know, a, a guy that's, you know, his days are, are pretty much done, but he's been in the league for a while and he can kind of just provide some locker room presence for the team. Um, the next, or are we going on to the second city that we'd go to? Yeah. I mean, I just created one, so. Yeah, I just created one. Oh, okay, cool. Then, yeah, that's fine. I mean, if you kind of <laughs> want to do like what I did let uh in the Let's Talk Sports, where I gave my second option. Yeah, I'll save that for I'll save that for a Let's Talk Sports episode. <laughs> I do have one question for you, Dom. Yeah. Is your stadium going to be kind of loosely like Coliseum themed? I mean, probably. 
I mean, I I would, why not? Yeah, I think the biggest thing in San Diego, because I'm looking at a map of it right now, would be finding a good spot to put a stadium. I know, um, you know they can probably just go to where the Chargers played before, tear down that stadium, and kind of build new, because that's really the only level ground that's kind of abandoned in the city that they can put a stadium. So, yeah, I would build a new stadium because the Chargers moved for a reason, and it was because the Qualcomm Stadium was in rough shape, to say the least. You can call it garbage. It's okay. It it's garbage. It was it was it was garbage. And I feel bad for the University of San Diego's football team that has to play there. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna move on to our last topic, which uh, is basically our single division predictions. This week we are gonna be doing the NFC North, which is the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. And like usual, we'll just basically start with who we think is going to finish last in this division and work our way up to who we think's the division winners and give our win total. And uh, we'll start with Dom on this one. I th- This is tough because I think there's clearly two teams in this division that will are the worst teams. That's the Bears and the Lions. I think the Lions improved a lot this offseason, and I like Dan Campbell, and I like the future of this team. So – I'm going to go with the Bears just because they seem to kind of be lost. They don't really have a direction. Shane, they, I don't know. They have Justin Fields as their quarterback, but new GM, new coach. Their old GM and coach seem kind of lost. I don't really know what they did this offseason to really make the team better. I think the Bears are going to finish last. Above them would be the Lions. And then I actually think the Vikings are pretty underrated as a team. I think they'll still finish second behind the Packers, but I I still think the Vikings can really contend for a playoff spot. And then until Aaron Rodgers' arm falls off and the he just can't play anymore, that the Packers are going to win this division. Yeah, and they'll still lose the NFC uh, championship game, but we won't talk about that because that'll piss <laughs> off all the Packers. <laughs> right. What do you got, David? I think that I kind of agree with Dom in the sense that the bottom two will always be the Bears and the Lions until pretty much proven differently. However, I'm going to go until I see kind of like any kind of, I don't want to say competence, but in reality, competence from either team. And so I'd go the Lions and last myself because even though, yes, they lost a lot of like close games and we discussed that often last year doesn't mean that it'll translate into this upcoming season. So I think that the Lions will probably be last and then Bears will probably be third, if not tied for last. I think that, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit bold on this one. This might be a stretch, but I'm going to say that Packers are going to go second. And my reasoning is they lost Devontae Adams and they lost their pretty much the leader of their wide receiving core. Devontae Adams was the go-to guy, and without him, we don't know how that wide receiver core is going to do. And so Aaron Rodgers pretty much lost his go-to guy that isn't like his running back, and that offense isn't a running back-heavy offense. And so this might be – like I said, this might be a stretch, but the Vikings, I think, might lead the division because they're the only team that hasn't – really changed a whole, whole lot in the last couple of years. Like Kirk Cousins still is the quarterback and he's still a very good quarterback in a very, so he can definitely hold his own. 
when push comes to shove. So now, will they make it into deep of the playoffs? Probably not. But I think that they might win the division. Yeah, I, I could I could kind of see that happening. I I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be completely surprised because I mean you look at that team, Kirk Cousins, like you said, is no scrub. You got Justin Jefferson, you got Dalvin Cook, and you still got a pretty good defense. Mm. Yeah, I I think you could definitely make the case for them to win the division. Yeah, mm. and I like the bold prediction, and I think the Packers are definitely weaker this year than they have been in a while. So I don't think it's a stretch at all. Well, the Packers had to do something with that cap because remember when we were going through all the teams and, you know, looking at their cap situations? Oh, yeah. Had, I remember were, that because – They were, what, $40 million over the cap? Yeah. They had to cut. <laughs> and, right. unfortunately, I that means- They were either going to cut Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. One of those two had to go. Right. And they chose Aaron and Rodgers. They made the right choice in, in keeping Aaron Rodgers. I have to agree, even though it hurts to get rid of a player like Devontae Adams. What's what but, what point what's the point of having a great wide receiver like Adams if he doesn't have a quarterback to throw them the ball? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trotting Jordan Love out there, what 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 good's having Devontae Adams gonna do? Yeah, that's very true. I mean, you need to at least have know for a fact that your quarterback can make his passes. And with Jordan Love, you can't make that argument. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually have the Bears finishing last in the division. I just, they didn't do very great last year, especially with Fields starting, which I don't want to be mean on the guy. It's it's not really him. I feel like there's a lot of major issues with that team. And then you got the new coaching staff and everything. So I think they're going to get like six, maybe seven wins if they're lucky. Mm. Lions, I got coming in second, which I like this Lions team. I love what Dan's doing with the team. I think he's a really good person to, you know, locker room presence, all that. I think I got them overperforming with eight wins, which sounds weird when we're talking about the Lions, but eh. Yeah, they'll they'll bite other people's kneecaps all the way to eight wins. I know, and I love it. <laughs> and then uh, I got the Vikings finishing a close second, and uh, I got them with, you know, 10 wins or so. Uh, they are playing the Patriots, Bills, Cardinals, which – I mean, Patriots and Bills, I think, are going to be a hard win, but I think that they could beat the Cardinals. And then the Packers with 11 to 12 wins. I think, you know, as we just talked about, they're weaker now than they have been in a while. On top of that, for their schedule, they do have to play the Rams, the Bills, the Bucks, and the Patriots, which those are four very good teams. So just the fact that their schedule is harder could very much be the difference between them you know, getting the easy pass into the playoffs versus having to really work for it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And uh, do you guys have anything else? No. No. Yeah, I appreciate having you guys on. Of course. Uh, we'll go and wrap it up. This has been another episode of Two Minute Drill. Have a great night, listeners, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast. D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, two-minute drill listeners, until next time.